Hey everybody, welcome to the Bowfishing Buzz podcast presented by EMS Bowfishing. My name is Matthew and I am here with my good buddy D. Schmitty and this is all about bowfishing, man. It's what I love to do, it's what we love to do, it's what you love to do. You ready to kick off this 2019 season there, D. Schmitty? I'm ready. Let's let's roll. Alright, we're going to be talking, you know, tournaments, um, funny stories, fishing stories, ones that got away, so let's kick it off. For sure. Alright, so I think how this could go, Matt, there's not a lot of bow fishing podcasts out there, to be honest with you. I'm always listening to hunting and fishing podcasts. Yep, yep. I think we could bounce questions off each other, embellish on them a little bit, and just kind of fill that uh, little bit of a niche that is open for a bow fishing podcast. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. What you got in mind? Well, I guess my first question is, what does uh, AMS bow fishing, what are they all about? What are we all about here? What are we looking to give the customer from our yeah. experience here well, at AMS. Well, first off, just a little background here on AMS bow fishing. Look at it here in central Wisconsin. Small little uh, rural community of Stratford. Giant population of about 1,300. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, I tell you, I wouldn't I wouldn't leave her for the world. Me I, neither. I, I love it here. It's awesome. Uh, all the different seasons. But um, this is where we're located, central Wisconsin. Um, and we are strictly... All bow fishing. That's all we deal with. That's all we know is yep. bow fishing. Yep. Bow fishing products um, for all those that love the sport of bow fishing to get out there and enjoy it um, with ease, um, with products that will last. And um, you know, majority of our products are made right here in house at AMS Bow Fishing. Yep. That's awesome. Um, we don't do you know the overseas stuff. They're made right here. Um, assembled right here by the employees, shipped out right here by the employees. So that's just a little brief history on AMS bow fishing sure. of where we're located. Um, but our main, our main baby, if you want to call it, is uh, is the retrievers. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Cindy, who is the current owner, Cindy Brown of AMS bow fishing. Her father invented or built the first retriever back in the seventies, way back, yeah, long time ago, and. He made it just for himself. And uh, they were on their lake where they have a cottage. And he was shooting carp during the spawn. And a couple of his buddies saw him doing that. And they're like, hey, Jack, can you make me one of those? Boom. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all it took? That's all it took right there. So they started, you know, making them there in the shop in Abbotsford. All metal stamping. And that's where the AMS comes in. It's all metal stamping. People always ask, yep. what does AMS stand for? Yep. I like to tell them it stands for... Uh... <laughs> Awesome, Matthew Schillinger, and actually a lot of people believe that. So that's what I like to tell that's people. That's not what it stands for. It stands for all metal stamping. <laughs> Debatable. Debatable. I also think it's cool here that a lot of the people who work here and are assembling parts and bows and retrievers and whatnot, they bow fish as well. Absolutely. So you have that personal touch of people, you know, it's not someone who has no idea what's going on with the assembly line they're on. You know, we can... We'll dig it apart, and we really know the product inside and out. Absolutely. One of our slogans is, bow fishing's in our blood. Yep, exactly. And it is. That's what we do. you know. And if there's some employees that don't get out, you know, obviously quite as much as we do, but once a year, we have an employee bow fishing there. Absolutely. It's a blast. And uh, we take them out, and we try to get it there in the buff spawns here in Wisconsin. Yeah. So yep. we try to get them out there so they know, you know, on the production line, Oh, that's that's what this is for. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why we do that. Right. So they know out there, and also it's very important for our secretaries to know when a dealer call 
you know, calls in. Right. When uh, a customer calls in, you know, how does this work? How does that work? That they know right. what they're talking about. Yep. And one thing that I think is really cool about AMS, we're small. Oh, we're everyone thinks we're so big and we're right. just like a little family. We're, we're a small little family. And the thing that I like the best is customer service because when somebody calls here to get in touch with us about a question or a tech tip or to order something, yep. they're talking to us bang right away. Right. Yep, they're not talking to, you know, those automated phones that, right. that take you through twenty different areas. Press one for customer right. service. Bang, you're talking to somebody as soon as that phone is picked up. Yep, and a lot of times the person who's talking to you is the person who either built the product you have a problem with or knows a ton about it. So yep. you know, yep, that's always cool to to have that here. Absolutely. So absolutely. Another thing, next thing here, Matt is mm-hmm. we got back earlier this week from something called the ATA show. Yeah, in Louisville, yeah. Kentucky. Why don't you tell everyone? Just, I guess we'll start out with what is the ATA show? What does ATA stand for? Yeah, the ATA is the Archery Trade Association, and the ATA show is the largest archery affiliated show in the U.S. That's a, mm-hmm. and um, you have all the dealers, manufacturers that are strictly archery related at this event. It's a two and a half day event, um, it's busy, it is absolutely, it's a, it's a busy, you know. Hurry up, get down there, set up, you know, um, talk to customers, tear down, get back home. It's it's done in a fast-paced motion, um, but it's pretty cool because you see so many awesome new products, ideas out there, and it's all related to archery. Yes. Archery industry, the bow hunting industry. Yep. Well, how many booths? We're booth, I think, 537 was our booth number. Yeah. There was 3,000, 4,000 some yeah. booths there. I yep. mean, yep. anyone and everyone is mm-hmm. down there. Absolutely. And I also, I love, you know, we get dealers that come by. And after a couple shows, after talking to them on the phone, you really start to develop a relationship Absolutely. with your dealers. Yep. It's yep. cool getting to see them all the time, too. And, and year after year, you see that same, you know, somebody from somebody's archery shop, and you become friends with them. Exactly. Yep. You become friends with them, and it's great to see them there. I'll never forget your first ATA show. Oh, my gosh. I was, oh, my gosh, shaking like a leaf. I was so nervous. Yep. And it was kind of cool because uh, you 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 watch a lot of the hunting shows, and you know a lot of the, the hunting celebrities out there. And I'll never forget uh, Travis T-Bone. T-Bone. He, he come by, and, I, and you didn't know he was standing out there. And no. I went up to Travis, and I was talking to him. And uh, I said, hey, Travis, can you do me a favor? Can you go and just... Hit that guy on the shoulder and say, "Hey, Derek, how's it going?" <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting goosebumps just thinking back about that story. To be totally honest with you, when he called me by my first name, yeah, and I turned around and I saw who it was, I, I was like speechless. I didn't even know what to say. That <laughs> was funny. Oh, it was crazy. Because people, a lot of people know T Bone, you know, hunting, archery, you know, deer and stuff like that. Yep. He absolutely loves bow fishing. Yep. He does. He's a bow fishing junkie. For he is. Sure. He loves bow fishing, and we've had him on the boat a couple of times, and it's great having him on there. Um, you know, we have a blast bow fishing. But um, you see a lot of that at the ATS show. Also, you see a lot of the TV celebrities and stuff like that, which oh, is kind yeah. of cool. And country music stars with yeah. shows. It's anyone yep. and everyone is down there. It's really a cool event. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So ATA, everyone's showing off their new stuff that they're bringing out. What did we at AMS? bring to the ATA show as new products for 2019? You know, a couple years ago, uh, we had just made these bow holders 
for ourselves. Yeah, I remember. I remember them. Yeah, and what we basically use those for is we meet with the tournaments, um, just driving around from bay to bay, um, and we would put our bows in there on our decks, and. Like I said, for tournaments, we'd have our bows all hanging there, which looked kind of cool at the tournaments. Yep, we drilled that hole through the through the rail, Yep, and we put that bow holder mm-hmm. right in there, keep them out of the way. Yep. And then also when we would drive from spot to spot, not wide open, right. not in rough water, but yep. if we were just cruising nicely across, we'd just even hang in those bow holders. And we had a lot of pictures taken with those, and we had a lot of comments and calls about, you know, hey, how are you doing that? Exactly. What are you doing? How are you doing that? That's really cool. So... Why not make it? So we made some bow holders that you can use for either, you know, a tube style railing around your deck, mm-hmm. um, a box style, you know, light rail around your deck. So that's a new product we have out there are, are these uh, bow holders, yep. which work awesome to hang your bows on and hold them up. Also, like I said, to show your bows off, you know, for you go sure. to tournaments, I love hanging my bow up there, my AMS bow and stuff, and, and letting people see that, and they come walking by, and it looks really cool, you mm-hmm. know? So mm-hmm. that's, that's a new product that we have this year. Um, another product that we have this year is the Hooligan Bow. Yes, sir, it is. That's a, a, a new bow fishing bow, specific made for bow fishing. One of the main reasons I say specific for bow fishing is because of the wrap cam. Now, mm-hmm. the RAP cam stands for Rapid Adjust Post. Yep. Now, what does that mean? Well, on, on your cam systems, you have one post that your string will go to. Yep. Okay. Now, if you that bow set at 50 pounds. Now, if you want to turn that bow down to 40 pounds, you put your limb bolt in, you turn your limb pocket down. Mm-hmm. When you do that, you lose efficiency and power in the limbs, and the string is getting more stretched. Sure. Um, the limb pockets open up. You just lose power, mm-hmm. okay? Well, with the rapid adjust post cams, you can put your string, loosen it up, and there's a 40 or a 50-pound post. Okay. So if you're shooting at 50 pounds and you want to turn it down because you're shooting smaller fish, shallower fish, you're back out the limb pocket bolts, no bolt press needed. Oh, awesome. Uh, the string becomes very limp. Now you just roll that string off the cam, and you would put it onto the 40-pound post. Once you do that, now you tighten back up your limb pocket bolts so everything is tight. Your limbs are in the proper position. Your sure. limb pocket is tight. Your strings are tight. Yeah. Now you have max efficiency at 40 pounds. That's awesome. Um, it's also cool because it will go down to 24 pounds, so it's a 24 to 50-pound bow. Mm-hmm. No let off. My personal favorite. <laughs> mine too. Absolutely mine too for bow fishing. I don't want to... 97% of the time, I do not come to full draw. I'm always snap shooting. Always snap shooting. Uh, we've got a lot of stainless hardware on, on the bow. Uh, max draw is 32 inches, so that's great for some of the bigger guys out there. You for know? sure. Yep. If they want to come to full draw, they can do that. Dual cam. Um, it's got an awesome Cryptek orange uh, dipping on everything, yeah. the limbs, of the riser. Looks sharp. It sure. does. It does. And it's got new limbs, uh, new limb pockets. So it's a really cool bow fishing bow. I'm excited to, uh, we, we shot it a couple of times this past fall, but I'm excited to kick it off with the 2019 season coming up here. Yeah, absolutely. I think mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are going to really like that bow. Yep. See it, see it on a lot of boats, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I guess to wrap up, this first podcast, this is all totally new to Matt and I. We just listened to hunting podcasts. Sometimes we <laughs> thought, hey, 
there's no bow fishing, you know, there's not a lot of bow fishing podcasts out there. Right. I think we should start something up and, mm-hmm. you know, as this goes on, we'll answer questions from you guys, cover different topics, whatever you guys want to hear, you know, we're going to do. And I think a good way to wrap up this first podcast. Yeah, what'd you get? Maybe you could uh, tell us a story, bow fishing story, maybe oh. about a, a state record fish of some kind, well, whatever you'd like to do. First of all, I love to tell stories. Yes. That, for everyone t- listening, Matt <laughs> is the best storyteller you will ever listen to. His sound effects and detail, they're just amazing. It's like you're right there, to be honest with you. Well, speaking of sound effects, I want all of you to know out there that I am not from Canada. <laughs> all right? I know I have a southern accent, or not a southern, a northern accent, you know, eh, there? But I do not live in Canada, eh? I live in Wisconsin, so that's that's right off the bat. I get that that everywhere. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) So you wanted to know about, what was that again now? Uh, Just any kind of bow fishing story, perhaps maybe one about a state record fish or a big fish you shot or a crazy night on the water because uh, I know you don't like to hear it, but you're kind of known for shooting some pretty big fish there, too. I I love targeting big fish. That's, that's, I, I, when I go on trips, that's my main goal. I love targeting big fish. Mm-hmm. And um, now with that, I've had a lot of luck with that happen, you know. I just don't go somewhere and run into these all the time. Right, It's, right. it's a lot of time on the water and stuff like that. But getting back to my, you said uh, my first state record yeah. fish, I uh, was actually here in Wisconsin. Oh, very cool. um, we were shooting the buffalo spawn on a local lake here in central Wisconsin. And the, the, the really cool part about this fish is I was with the good buddy and his wife, and we were in that witching hour. Okay. Where it's not dark enough to turn the lights on. Yep. The sun is down. You don't have that to look in the water. So we were basically just sitting still in the back of a bay, waiting for it to get dark enough to turn the lights on. Mm-hmm. No generators running, nothing. We were just sitting dead in the water. Yep. All yep. right. We were in the back of the boat. We're just BSing about yep. the day and shooting buffs during the day and, you know... Wasting some time wasting until it time. gets to prime time. Basically, that's right. And I happened to look at the front of the boat, and out in front of the boat, I could see ripples okay. in the water. Yep. So I just slowly walked to the front of the boat and picked up my, my old trusty Fire Eagle bow from years back, and slowly I could see a V really slowly coming my way. Okay. It wasn't on a, uh, you know, swimming fast. It was just a really slow V coming at me. You were up on the deck I'm up on the deck, yes. Bow in hand. Bow in hand. When I saw the V, I knocked an arrow. Okay. All right. right. Yep. Now, remember, no lights on. It's switching over. You can't see into the water at all. Yep. All right. But I did have my AMS Spec Ops light on. Oh, lifesaver right there. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Now, the water was extremely dirty from all these fish spawning all yep. day long, so it was just milk chocolate, mm-hmm. you know. And this V is now right on top of me, right alongside the boat. Sure. The fish has no idea we're there. Yep. I have no idea how big this fish is. Yep. It's right there. Bang. I turn my spec ops. I see about three, four scales. I see a little clump of scales. Okay. Sure. I know it's a rough fish. Yep. All right. Yep. Yep. That's I all I know it. of this fish. I see a three-inch diameter of scales. Mm-hmm. I draw back, release, bang, water erupts. But the fish doesn't run very far. It just makes a big loop in front of the boat, and then it stops. Sure. Yep. My buddy in the back's like, oh, my gosh, you always got to do stuff like this. At this time, we have no idea what we have sure. on the boat. Yep. 
Yep. So we kind of troll over to where the, the fish had stopped, and I just slowly just raise, pick up my line a little bit, and up comes the back of this fish. Oh, my gosh. When the back came up out of the water, I simply just dropped my line. Okay. Yep. Yep. Because I don't like to raise them completely out of the water because they'll thrash around and go crazy. I didn't want that to happen with this fish. Right. I knew it was big. Yep. Knew it was big. So I said to my buddy, Al, I says, get up here, get an arrow knocked. When I raise, don't miss. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Yep. Don't miss. Yep. Yep. So, and the fish just lay there. It didn't run. It just sunk right down, you know, when we did that. So Al got ready, knocked a zero. I slowly pulled up the line, and he goes, oh, my gosh. And I was like, don't say that. Just shoot. Yep, just get a second arrow in this thing, yeah. and then we can, oh, my gosh, it. Right. And Al made a perfect backup shot into the fish. Then it did go a little crazy. It's, sure. You know, it ran. It, it spooled pretty good. Mm-hmm. It took off. Um, and even at this time, I knew it was a big fish, but I didn't know how big it was. Sure. We chase it. We, you know, we troll up. We chase it down. Um gaff it and as i'm lifting in a boat the fish body just kept it didn't stop it just, right it just I kept, kept raising it just wasn't in the boat yet mm-hmm. flopped it on the on the side of the boat down into the pit and i was like oh my gosh that's a big fish that's, when it really that's started, a really big fish started sinking in that it yeah it's a special fish to this date my biggest buffalo carp was 54 pounds and i knew it was bigger than that it was longer than that yep but come this was the first time we had this boat out this year. Sure. I had no scale in there. Oh, my gosh. Okay. My scales were in the, the other boat. Sure. <laughs> well, oh, we knew man. it was a big fish, so we just kind of put it in a barrel, put some water in there, and continued bow fishing. Oh, my gosh. You know? If only you Yeah, we just continued bow fishing. <laughs> yep. Um, so the next day... We're cleaning the boat out. My dad and I, he came out to help me clean it out. I had to be in Minnesota for a, a show at 1 o'clock. Okay. All right. So we go out there around 730 to clean the boat, and I went and grabbed my scale. The previous record was 62 pounds. <sighs> okay. Okay. So I went and grabbed my scale, and I put the fish on there, and it read out at 68. Oh, my Lord. That's a beast right there. And I, I said to my dad, I says, holy cow, I said, that's, I think that's a new state record. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you have to run around and get, you know, a certified scale. Oh. You, need, you had to run around and find some DNR to verify that it's a, a big mouth buffalo. And you, I had, to, I had, to, had be, to leave. Yeah, and I had oh to be in gosh. Minnesota at 1 o'clock. <laughs> So, lo and behold, we got a certified scale. The wardens came out. It was great. We got it on a certified scale down here at the Stratford Co-op, and um, it, it, it weighed in at 70 point, I think, 8 pounds. Oh, wow. Mm. And uh, it was a new state record. That only lasted for a year and a half. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, really? I think two years it, it lasted for, yeah, yeah. On the same lake. The, the cool thing about that, though, yeah. is the night that I shot my state record buffalo cart, yep. This other bow fisher was on the same body of water that night. Yep. So, two years later, he shoots the new state record buffalo carp. Oh, okay. I was bow fishing on that body of water that same night. Really? Also. Yeah. You guys so got some chemistry there. Yeah. We we don't know it. We didn't call each other. We, I don't know where he was. He doesn't know where we we were. But um, it was just kind of a cool little story how sure the guy that shot the state record and now it's been beat by that also. Yep. Uh, I think it's up to eighty seven pounds or something like that now. Wow. 
That's mm-hmm. that's awesome. I also I think it's cool, you know, all these records getting broken and everything. I think that also goes to show how much the bow fishing industry is growing. Absolutely. We've been thinking, you know, oh, you know, yeah, it's getting pretty popular and when then we just it just gets more and more popular and there's more tournaments and more people are into it and it just, the sport has just exploded here in the last decade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yep. yep, yep. Another cool little fact on that that seventy uh, pound buffalo carp is a DNR took a scale to age it. Oh, okay. Oh, this should be um, interesting. I got the scale back from them saying that that fish was between twenty three to twenty five years old. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yep. That is insane. Cool part about that fish. It didn't go to waste. We smoked it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, we brought it back. Uh, buffalo carp are great smoked. Uh, we've got a local farmer that loves smoking it, and sure. he always gives us a bunch of it. So we used that fish up and we got it smoked, and so it didn't go to waste. Wow, that's that's mm-hmm. a perfect ending to that story, yeah. really. Yeah, it was a cool deal. That's, really cool deal. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that will pretty much wrap up the first uh, Bullfishing Buzz podcast presented by AMS Bullfishing. I think this was pretty fun. Absolutely, just and, talking with everybody, and we're gonna we're gonna keep doing this because um, we're gonna talk, you know, tournaments, um, gear, yep, um, strategy, strategies, road trips. Man, we've got I've got lots of stories. Yes, he does. Yep, <laughs> yep, good ones too. Yep. And, you know, some and over all these years traveling and attending different events, you know. I'll bring up some of the the friendships that we made throughout oh, the years absolutely. too. Absolutely, you know, because that's that's to me that's really important. I've got friends all over the U.S. and it's great to see them, you know, a couple times a year and catch up with them and see right. them at events, not just tournaments, uh, you know, kids' events, um, shows, you know, NAS tournaments. I see a lot of my friends at those sure. events also. So you probably would have never known these people or had anything to do with them if it wasn't for the sport of bowfish. No, no, you know, the bowfish community is a very tight knit group. Yep, um, we may not always get along we may not always agree on everything everything. yeah yeah but if anybody ever has a problem an issue or anything like that or something happens to that family the bowfish community is there for them absolutely always got each other's back i love my bowfishing um families it's awesome yeah for Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. i think that's awesome well i think we're gonna wrap this up here thank you guys for listening this is the first of many um next week i think we should come out with another one i think, I think we that. should i think we should get um get our listeners they're probably gonna want to hear some more stuff for sure so absolutely yeah. let's do it all right thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you guys next week thanks so-